Hello, everybody. I am so happy to welcome today with us Carol Ann, who has been such an inspiration. She's an amazing podcaster. You really have to follow her beautiful podcast. And she's also this uh, very loving, powerful, witchy, magical creature that shows about self-love in a very embodied and natural way. When I think of her, the very first flavor that comes is precisely the magic of nature, the magic of flowers, the magic of this uh, pussy being alive and flourishing. And we have the pleasure of having her today with us. Oh my goodness. You, that, that um, almost made me cry. Just the to be seen in the way that I deeply desire to be and to be seen in that. Oh my goodness. What is that? You've just given me a beautiful gift. <laughs> Thank you. I, I really feel and see you this way. So thank you so much. Mm. And we're going to talk today about self-love and our sexuality and the power that lies in it and the flavors that it can have. Mm. So welcome to this space. And I would love to start by asking you, What is self-love for you? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so we were talking just before we started recording about how often self-love has this connotation, this idea of being really sweet and soft and gentle and cuddly. At least that's kind of what comes to my mind. Um And that, that is, that's a flavor of it that I gravitate towards myself, but really like it's got more kind of, it's got real roots and grip to it. I think when I think of self-love, it's this kind of radical embracing of who we are and not kind of, it's kind of the opposite of resisting different parts of us. Some parts are acceptable, some parts are not. And I have to fix that. And this is wrong with me. And why can't I be more like that? It's really just like, it doesn't mean that we can, we don't have any desires to grow or change, but that there's this real deep, like I see myself and I feel myself and I love myself as the beautiful human creature that I am. And there's space for all of my parts here and I have like a a warm embracing regard for myself I love that I love that so much <laughs> because I, I really think that that encompasses so well the importance of seeing and loving the different aspects of ourselves and how different they are, how we can be sensual at times and mm -hmm. others we can be fierce and others we can mm -hmm. be soft and others we can be uh, angry and all of them mm -hmm. deserve mm -hmm. the same love and the same tenderness from us. Yeah. And what a, what a power it is to, to especially if you, you grew up socialized as a girl, 
to love your anger. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is one of the most powerful things that we can deal with because we girls, uh, well, we women as girls were raised into believing that angry women lost it every time. Like if you get angry, you lose. You have mm, to keep mm. your cool. You have to be nice. Mm. You have to be a good girl. You have to be polite. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. in reality, we are such complex, magical beings. We have so much mm -hmm. inside of us. And, and a very important part of it is our rage and our, our yeah. boundaries. And just yeah. our fury. Sometimes just going through the world with this sense mm -hmm. of fire is so mm -hmm. nourishing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's like a, I mean, and, and, you know, anger and, and fury, they can arise for different reasons, but really the way that I see it is behind that there is a, a message that something's not right here. And there's a real like energy that rises up to, to meet that and to, to change it. Um, and that's the, There's, there's love in that too, in seeing the, the impulse to protect life behind that. There's a love, there's a love inside that anger. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And then <laughs> sensuality, how does it connect to self-love? And, and for me, this is a very important piece of the conversation because One of the things that I have noticed is how we have been conditioned into believing that our sexuality somehow belongs to somebody else, that, our, that we are sexual to please somebody else, that we dress sexy to attract somebody else, that we want to look mm -hmm. people for somebody else, uh, that all mm -hmm. the different aspects of our sexuality, which is a very complex entity in itself, serve somebody else never ourselves so i really think that it's important to speak about how our sexuality is here to serve us what does mm -hmm. our sexuality does for us and i would love to hear how you perceive it yeah yeah Oh, and there's like, it's just as even as you ask the question, like a whole world of responses and experiences kind of opens up inside me. <laughs> But to me, I kind of go back to, to the knowing that sensuality and sexuality are part of our nature. They're, they're how we were designed. They're, they're a an essential, beautiful um, element of our, our natural organism and being. And to me, to live with this kind of, in, in, with that integrated in who we are, to feel pleasure, to enjoy our bodies and to share our bodies with others in the ways that we choose to, that feel good to us. And to just, it, to me, it's a very life affirming thing to be in our sensual sexual nature. And it feels like a celebration of these beautiful bodies we've been given, of this life that we've been given. 
and of our desires to just create and in, enjoy life. I think of, to me, I think of sensuality really being around the way that we engage with our senses, the, the things that we love to look at and take in the beauty. Like even here on my desk, I have um, a little vase with some lavender flowers in it. And I have a bunch of shells and sea glass and a couple of crystals on the windowsill. And the, there's more, I'm looking out the window at these beautiful trees in the sky. It's a bit cloudy today. Um, so that there's the admiration and res respect and taking in of beauty. There's enjoying smells and tastes and sensations and sounds. Um, and that, that sensual experience I don't see it as, as completely separate from sexuality. I think that there's a lot of overlap between them. Yeah. Um, and there can be a real sensual way that you can engage with your sexuality, but I see the sexuality as being really more involving that kind of sexual energy and sexual life force that is often centered in our pelvis, but can kind of spread through our whole body and really contacting that kind of pleasure. I'm curious what, what you think about sensuality and sexuality. And I am loving relate. your description, first of all. I really, <laughs> it really feels like uh, taking life in, how you, mm. how you absorb life through mm. each one of your senses. And that really takes me to this profound presence. Mm. through our bodies mm. and I think mm -hmm. that is the one thing that we need to do a little bit more often yeah. because that's the one thing we have been due to trauma conditioning or just mm -hmm. not having a role model uh, that, mm -hmm. that has this approach in a healthy manner we have been conditioned to not being present and not yeah. being um, absorbing life we stop doing that when we stop being children. That's something that children do very yeah. naturally. Children yeah, are very yeah. sensual. They start their, their, their mm. acknowledgement of the world in a very sensorial way. Like they get to yeah. feel it, to taste it. They put it in their mouths. They, yeah. they, they take something and they go like, oh, they, they have to feel yeah. that. <laughs> they, 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 they put everything that they find in their mouths. They... they feel and they touch and then we start pushing that away from them don't do that mm. don't touch that be still be quiet uh, and it's no wonder that they start dissociating from the physical experience mm. of mm. absorbing the world through their senses so mm -hmm. for me this is a re-education again mm. into being present through our senses but the thing is, as, the, as we do that, many things arise. Uh, uh, the things that we have been closing our eyes to, the things that we have, the experiences that we have missed, uh, mm. the things that, the years that we have been dormant to our senses. And mm -hmm. so for me, sensuality takes me back into the present moment, yeah. invites my body to be present, 
and in doing that, it, it invites healing and it invites um, a sense of a higher awareness. And that is curious for me because who would say that our higher awareness was going to come through our bodies and not yeah. through the negation of our bodies yeah. as religions yes. have taught us. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Yeah, and it, um, it doesn't always feel safe to be in our bodies. So like you were saying, it is a real, in the process of coming back into our bodies in that way, there is a real reckoning with the things that caused us to leave them in the first place. Yeah. Ah, what, what a beautiful and transcendental experience. When, when people ask me what I do as a sexuality coach, and I am curious mm. about what, what is it that you feel when people ask you that, I wish that I could say all the things that come with this work. Like, yes, mm. you're going to work on pleasure, but you're also going to work on uh, healing wounds from your past that are dwelling in your mm -hmm. body. And you're also work with being more resilient in your body, with being connected with your body. Like, I, I, when people hear sexuality, uh, and sexuality or pleasure, they immediately think of uh, intercourse. But mm -hmm. there is so much more to that. And I really mm -hmm. wish that we had the language to describe everything yeah. that it brings with it. Yeah. Honestly, I just have to trust that the people listening also, they're not just hearing the words that we're saying, but they're feeling the energy and the transmission and even subconsciously picking up on the ways that we are inhabiting and moving our bodies as we speak and what our tone of voice is communicating because I get stuck on the words a lot too. I'm like, ah, I just, it, I, what? But I also um, often say, sometimes people think, uh, you know, a good sex life is a nice to have. But I think sexuality, our desire for to, to really feel deep pleasure and ecstasy and connection and intimacy with mm. ourselves and with others in our bodies is really deep and primal and essential. Mm. And the way that I think of it is for me, my sexuality was one of the things that was, it was really deep and it was really buried. And to get to it, I had to go through all of these other layers. I had to, and I still do. This is an iterative process <laughs> that will keep going until I die and maybe into the next life. Um, but to, to bring back the wholeness of my sexuality I've been through layers of worthiness and layers of body image stuff and the self-love like we were talking about and trusting myself, trusting other people, learning how to communicate boundaries, like all of these things that um, really 
ripple out into all areas of our lives. That's beautiful. I, I love how you put it. It's a very primal intimacy. That 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 is mm. magical. I love that that <laughs> expression that you use. And yeah, I, I feel like there is a conductive thread between mm. all of these parts. And I see that in, in the things that I sometimes post about in my content. I just mm. had a conversation with, about body image with, with a photographer. And previous to that, I had a conversation mm. about safety, sexual safety, uh, yes. sexual harassment. And previous to that, about healing our womb and healing our ovaries and, and privilege mm. and worthiness that, uh, mm -hmm. that comes with it. So how all of these are also central topics because we're speaking about mm. our intim intimate relationship with life mm -hmm. yeah 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 intimacy with life it really does feel like it's the, uh, practicing deepening into our sensuality and sexuality really is that It's, it feels to me like knitting ourselves back into the web of life. And I'm a, I'm a crafter. I'm a knitter. Oh, I love <laughs> so I feel that, that there's something actually quite, when I have the needles in my hands, I'm, I think, you know, I've got this big shawl that I've been working on for over a year. It's practically the size of a blanket, but I'm going to wear it around my shoulders I was thinking the other day as I was working on it, like all of these experiences that I've had while knitting this, I've been in women's circles and on retreats. I've been, you know, just watching Netflix. I've been on road trips with my partner and just the feeling of kind of all of these experiences in my life being knit together. Um, But when it comes to our, our sensuality, our sexuality and our, our nature, I also like I'm looking out, out the window at um, there's a bunch of tall trees and, and, you know, what we think of as nature, yeah. even though our bodies are nature too, but we often think that's nature out there. It feels like the more I come back to my own nature, the more that it's I have to come back to my place in the ecosystem, back into relationship with the land and the trees and the bees and the water and with other human beings who've had different life experiences to me. And that, that kind of, it feels like it, it takes me back to the way that, things were naturally before our culture kind of got broken in a lot of different ways. Does that make sense? Totally, totally, mm. totally. Uh, I love the idea of meeting all of these experiences <laughs> together. It, it just feels so powerful. And, and it feels so much like the ancient mother spider meeting the stories together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just magical. And how uh, it moved me how you said that we 
feel that nature is something outside and we forget yeah. that it is that our bodies are nature as well yeah i, I yeah. really want to put a special emphasis in that in that wisdom because that is such an important realization we are not mm. above nature we are part of nature and yes you also spoke about how we move our bodies uh when we start embracing this work our se sensuality mm. and sexuality and our pleasure and how it, it is transmitted through our our body mm. language as well how mm. we embrace mm. and feel in our bodies and that that also gave me so much food for thought but how has mm. your approach to your body um even to wearing or not underwear or or to the way you walk or to the way you talk to your yeah. body how has it changed ever since yeah. you started doing this work yeah yeah it's funny that you asked that because I was in a yoga class this morning and um my body is a bit less flexible and less strong than it used to be but I feel better in it mm. it's <laughs> and that you know that's not to say there's anything wrong with with you know flexibility and strength are definitely they have their their value um but oh it's kind of like I feel a lot more like I am working with my body rather than fighting it rather than forcing it so there's a even just saying that I feel this like oh, like my chest and my shoulders and my belly soften there's more kind of subtle movement like even as I'm I'm sitting here I'm often I gently kind of rock back and forth or as I talk there's some fluidity to my my shoulders and my spine And I am much more attuned to my body's signals. Like I notice if my jaw is clamping down or if um, there's like a, a clenching or sinking feeling in my chest and I can speak that language and understand what my body is communicating to me. So it feels like I'm, and, and if, it, you know, if I, To the degree that I choose to work with that rather than fight it, I live my life much more in alignment with, it's like we're, we're working together at this life thing rather than fighting my body. Um, and of course there is um, greater pleasure and sensitivity that I have built or trained I've built the capacity for that. And I also like, I want to point out that that is, it's not, it's not like if it's, it, we have neuroplasticity, we can retrain our bodies into sensitivity and pleasure at any time. We have that capacity. It's not like if it's gone, it's gone. It can always be, um, we can always find our way back with, you know, with practice and, intention and takes energy but it's there gosh I love this description and I love this journey <laughs> because uh, 
personally, I think that sometimes I take that for granted. Uh, mm. I take for granted uh, these changes. And it's like either I think that everybody lives that way. And I forget that <laughs> that is actually yeah. a result of yeah. our work. Or yeah. I, I just uh, go on living, thinking that, taking for granted this connection. So the truth yeah. is that it means so much. If, if people can just get that, which is not the only thing they get, but if they can just get that, they get a lot, yeah. a lot from working yeah. Yeah. with their bodies. Mm-hmm. It's very much in the way that I work is very much about attuning to what our bodies are telling us and listening to it and moving at a doable pace. Like I now think that slowness is sexy, but I used to, you know, there's still, it's very much ingrained in uh, at least the cultures that I've lived in that like, you know, find the fastest, most efficient way to get there and like a real um, orientation towards intensity. Yeah. Big and fast and get it done. But the body being a natural organism does not always work that way. And so it also, especially the way that I've been approaching my work over the past maybe two or three years, it has been more on slow and subtle and it it's a much more it's a gradual but steady shift so you don't necessarily notice it as much but then I turn around and I go I look back at three years ago and I'm like oh wow (laughs) this feels so much better I have so much more space here yeah that is such a powerful transmission and such a powerful teaching in there and I, I can see how the natural uh, the nature which is speaking there mm. in the in life being this uh, and our bodies being this natural organism and how I I personally I'm guilty of being super into my fire which is also amazing I love my mm. fire but uh, mm-hmm. sometimes it burns you down and you end up exhausted because it keeps you in a fight response. It keeps you in a, I have to change the system. I have to change and to revolt against the, the um, oppression. And I have, you know, like I I recognize that fire in me, Mm -hmm. which I love. Mm -hmm. It's part of what makes me, but then Mm -hmm. the need to slow down and nourish myself as there is a moment in which I just feel, born out if I don't go to that subtleness and if I don't go to that nourishment and to nature and just feel connected to it uh, without people walking around like I went recently to the beach and it was like it's like if I hadn't even gone because there was so much people so many people that I didn't even enjoy the ocean so yeah I need to slow down I need to enjoy and rejoice the connection with my body and the body of the world, the body of the ocean. Yeah. So it's such a beautiful reminder and such a beautiful work. I really appreciate that you're sharing this wisdom out there. Yeah. And, and you were using the word nourishment, I think, 
we don't always necessarily think of it this way, but sensuality and sexuality can be nourishing. It's, it can, it, you can approach it as a practice of being with the goodness in your life. And there's, uh, you know, so many ways that we often think that we have to punish ourselves. We have to work so hard. And if you're not suffering, you're not doing it right. Kind of those messages are embedded. And sometimes that does burn us out in different ways. And coming back to finding goodness, finding goodness in this moment, finding goodness in your body and weaving that thread back into your daily life. Like it doesn't, and some, sometimes it is like 30 minutes or an hour of a beautiful practice. Sometimes it's just having some, something beautiful. Like I, I love scent. So I have these sandalwood incense cones that I've made that there's some here next to me that often I'll burn one of those while I'm working, or I love to burn mugwort or rosemary or put some essential oils in the diffuser or I reach over and I rub the leaves on the lavender in the, the vase here and just Ooh. take a moment to smell that smell is one of my favorite resources, but, yeah. or, or even just when you look at the world with different eyes and let yourself take in a beautiful little spider web or you know, a, a little drop of rain coming off the, the petal of a flower. And I, I see, you know, I mentioned those little things, but I see those when I'm like walking up the busy road from my house to the cafe for a coffee. It's not, it, you don't have to necessarily go out into the woods. It can be things that are really accessible in your everyday experience mm. that can feed you. That is so powerful and so easy, like easy and yet not that easy because it requires presence. But yeah. you can take a little step to do that yeah. today. Like people listening can take a little step and just go and look at the small things around yeah. you that are magical and that you take for granted and slow down enough to appreciate them. Yeah. I imagine it's easier if you have kids because like you were saying before, they're already oriented that way. Yes. But it is the word delight has been coming to me lately, like finding little things that you can delight in. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's easier if you have kids and at the same time, it's not that easy because you start feeling this <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I don't have them because I'm, I don't exactly know what that's like but but, but, it's but what both. you were describing yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's both things it's the beauty of the wonder of discovering the world for the very first time again and mm -hmm. it's the the of course the nurturer having to nurture others like so yeah. it, it is particularly and beautifully challenging and, and there is a beauty in that mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, is there what? anything else that you feel like your kids have helped you to rediscover yeah 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 so many things I was just thinking about one of my favorite memories with them 
was sitting down in the sidewalk eating ice cream together mm -hmm. like literally mm -hmm. just sitting our asses in the in the sidewalk <laughs> eating our ice cream like if the, and watching the world pass uh, for, mm -hmm. for me that was uh, those moments are also the ones they remember the most because it, it was just a slowing down focusing on being present and, and mm -hmm. just being together with accompanying one another and one of the things that they have taught me was how necessary it is to be to, to be touched uh, as in, as in mm. proximity to feel how soothing mm. uh, uh, the touch of the person that you love can be yeah. how soothing it is to be uh, to co-regulate uh, yes. when you love somebody that deeply so to just be close to one another to hold them tight when they were stressed or afraid of tired or angry and just to be present without needing to fix yeah. anything just to be present yeah yeah so they, they have been amazing teachers when it comes yeah. to enjoying the little and the small things in life yeah and that that reminds me too that it is part of our nature to be social creatures to need connection to desire to see and be seen and known for who we are and to be loved and accepted in that. And that is one of the, you know, one of the hardest things as humans because we have so many wounds that have come from relationships, but we also so deeply crave it to be together and feel good in that and feel like we can be ourselves to have that, that touch and togetherness. It's, it's, um, Really, it is how we were designed. Yeah, totally. I remember that again. Coming back to my children, with my son, he would he would turn and look at me when he was one year, uh, and there was this look of, "Are you looking at me? Are you proud?" Like mm -hmm. they they constantly they would do something and turn and look at me. So I I, mm -hmm. I see how that is such a, uh, and that is such a. Uh, natural instinct and yet again it's something that we are conditioned to step mm. away of like you shouldn't want uh, validation you shouldn't need anybody you should be all by yourself you have yeah. yourself but in reality we need the touch and the appreciation and the yeah. uh, and others to see us in the way we need to be seen yeah 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 and when we come back to to our nature, we can renegotiate that so that we find the places where we we are responsible for ourselves and where we do need love and support and, and bring more balance to that, that to, to the ways that we relate with each other. But it, you know, it's not, I don't, I don't mean to make this sound like it's some easy thing. It can be excruciating and yeah, but in, <laughs> it, it's in, also very deep work. And in such a beautiful way. I mean, if you are going to, to um, work hard on something, why not work hard on finding balance yeah. and slowing down yeah. and nurturing yourself? Like that, that is a beautiful work to do. Mm. In the work of, of yeah 
in yourself and with the help of other with the with the support yes. of somebody that yes. has gone through that yes 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 so yes. and speaking about that i would love for you to share with us about the things that you are that you are doing to help other other women get to this to create this connection in their own bodies and with their own lives mm. Mm. I right now I'm really loving working one-on-one -on -one because I, I was um, having a conversation in one of the groups that I'm in the other day that even something like take a deep breath, different people's systems can respond in different ways to that. And so I love having that that one-on-one -on -one space to really tailor what works for you, what works for your body. Um, are you are you asking what the ways are that people can work with me or is it more about how do I bring this work in, how do I work with people in this way? I would love to hear the, the ways in which people can work with you. And then if you mm -hmm. would like to share with us a little bit about what what you do in these practices, it would be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I work one-on-one -on -one mostly with, with women mm -hmm. and really on coming home to your body and your sensual sexual nature. I call my coaching program Homecoming. <laughs> it feels it is, it's a coming home back to our nature. Mm -hmm. And We work on your relationship with your body, your relationship with yourself and your relationships with intimate partners and other people, depending on what's up for you. But um, it's so, it just moves me every time. I love, I just, when I, I just feel like I get to do this and it lights me up so much. The feeling of like, I really focus a lot on that co-regulation, like you were saying in the relationship between us, um, between me and the, the people that I work with. Um, and I also have a podcast called Reawakening Love and Power with Carol Ann. And um, I loved the conversation that I had with you. So I don't remember what number it was, but it's called Un Unbroken. Yeah. that is well worth people going to to have a listen and hearing your oh when you told us the story of Balbo it just was like this life river waking up inside me and like my eyes got all cheeky and <laughs> playful and and that's just how it started I remember that conversation yes I really love the work that you do with your podcast because you make sure that it's a space of a very deep transmission where people can really be nourished by listening to every, mm. to every episode, that they can get something deep for themselves uh, that they can bring into their daily life after the mm. podcast. So I really love your magic in there. And your magic as a coach i really recommend people to to go and reach out for uh, for the chance of working with you one-on-one -on -one because it is so magical to be able to work slowly taking yeah. your time uh, working in co-regulation in nourishment in softness mm -hmm. and gentleness and, and i can't say this enough because 
I noticed that the thing with um, with our industry, the industry of coaching, mm. um, is that it offers a result, and it just says, "Go mm. for this result. This is the ideal. You, you're going to get here." And it forgets the beauty of therapy that it's you don't need to get anywhere. Just keep moving one day at a time. I'm going to be here for you when you come back. Like this is slow, slowness uh, that it's unnecessary for our world growth. So mm-hmm. what, what I aim for in my own practice and what I love that I'm here that you're doing is removing this obsession with a result and instead mm-hmm. focusing on the beauty of the achievements of just living a present life that is in connection with the body as a natural organism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it the the it truly is this way of working that is more slow, more in um, in alignment with where your body is at and how much capacity your body has to do what in the moment. And focusing on the relationship between you and the practitioner. That is actually really what works. But it's like you like you say, it's not always like we will get you to this, you know, 10 steps to this big shiny result. It's more like a, a renegotiating and reweaving of your whole way of being. Yes. And that is I struggle to describe it sometimes because, it, but maybe I'm just hoping that you can hear it in in our voices and in our energy because it feels different to be me yeah. now compared to how it used to feel. Like I felt like I had to do me and work hard and force and keep pushing and making things happen and, you know, working against my body and what. I wanted and there's just so much more ah, ease and love and playfulness and space in being this way. And I think that you described it very accurately. It's uh, it's an intimacy with life, getting intimate mm-hmm. with life. And it's this beautiful slowing down that allows you Mm. to work with your body and not Mm. against it Mm. and that allows you to weave the beautiful Mm. connection that you have as a natural organism with Mm -hmm. nature itself Mm -hmm. I I find Mm -hmm. that you have so you have said so many things that describe your work so beautiful (laughs) thank you Thank you. So thank you so much for joining this beautiful conversation. I just feel so happy. Uh, And and just to share the effect of your magic and precisely co-regulation. When when we started the conversation, I was all about, I'm angry about Instagram know. And then I talked with Caroline and I'm like, yeah, I'm happy and I'm cool. So that is the kind of magic you are going but, to get. But honoring, <laughs> but honoring the anger too, because totally. there, it's it is like like we were saying about anger before. There's something wrong here. Yes, 
Yes. But it's, it's okay. We can, but, we can be with it. But we can change it without feeling under the weather by it without mm. that it's mm. disturbing our inner peace like we can be angry because there is a system that needs to be changed mm. uh, or challenged mm. but mm. we can breathe into ourselves and work with it work with ourselves mm. first mm. Thank you i so love much. your wisdom and i oh. love yeah i just feel when i'm with you i just feel like i'm woven back into the fabric of ancient wisdom and it it feels like a lot of depth and integrity and like we're we're not alone like we are back in some energy field where there's lots of support and wisdom coming from multiple directions yes Yes, I love that. I love that description. Thank you. Thank you so much for seeing me too. That's beautiful. I needed that too. It's so, it's so important to be seen. <laughs> Going back to that point, exactly. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for following um, our podcast and our conversation. And I'll see you soon with more amazing guests.